1: Hello there there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion, the Star Wars show coming to you from a galaxy far, far away, not that far away actually, straight through the hyperspace lanes, chuckle left that he will happen upon Gaz in his bedroom there, probably doing something shifty, knowing him. We're going to talk today about that old rumour that he's really not that old. It's like two weeks old, about them rebooting the Star Wars sequel trilogy. That keeps coming up, so we're going to talk about that. And it turns out, Gaz, that EA might not be done with ramping out the Star Wars game. So we'll get your gaming thoughts on that, um, because you are the gamer. Of the crew, really. I mean, I've got a game, but you are the gamer. So you are, you credit other gamers, which is good uh, for you. So we're going to dig into that in just a sec. But of course, this is Spark Rebellion. And do you know what? Even though we release the podcast every single Saturday, we also put this out live on YouTube as we record it. So you get a little bit of behind-the-scenes banter, a little bit of the what's going on, a little bit of the pre-record lols. So you can come and join us over at Sparker Rebellion on Twitter as well. We do that every Friday at 3 p.m. ready for Saturday's release. So if you're on YouTube right now, Leave us a comment, say hello, but if you're listening to the podcast as ever, thank you so much. And look, we're actually about to revamp some of our Patreon stuff as well. Now, I know it's a little bit much, you know, COVID, all that good stuff. What are you asking for three quid a month for? Well, you're going to get yourself a pretty sexy laptop sticker because Gaz, our resident designer, uh, he is a designer despite his plaid shirt being missing today. We have some new stickers being designed. Um, Well, that's the old one. That's the old one. Well, yeah, so you could also get an old one if you join us on Patreon, Uh, but Gaz has been working on some new ones as well, which even I've not seen yet. I'm sure they're absolutely banging because everything that Gaz does is banging, including of course his beard and his hair. So looking forward to that, and you can join us over at patreon.com slash sparkofrebellion. So before we get to EA, before we get to some of these crazy rumors surrounding the sequel trilogy and some new Star Wars toys, let's bring on the main man himself Mm, I'm gonna say he's uh, chewy to my hand, but that sounds weird. So I'm just gonna say hello. All right, guys.
0: <laughs> Bants. <laughs> all right, dude. I All right, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. All right, Geese, Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been a, a fairly slow week for the old Star Wars. The only thing that I have been doing is I still need to get to season seven of the Clone Wars because I've got this weird OCD thing where I start the rewatch. And I think I'm because I'm doing the chronological order thing that they put out on StarWars.com many moons ago. So I've gone through all that stuff, and I think if you, if I try and work it out, I've probably done about five and a half seasons out of the seven. So I've picked that up again. I've watched about half a dozen episodes so far this week, but I just cannot jump forward in time and start watching the season seven stuff. It just my mind just won't let me. So um, yeah, I've been going through that which I absolutely love, you know, the more, because I've watched them all before, but now I'm going through this rewatch in the run-up to watching season seven, which I haven't watched. But every time I watch them, especially as you go further through the um, each season, the story writing's is so good, man. And the characters are so good. And the animation style is amazing. I just love it, man. So uh, I've not started any new Star Wars books this week or anything, but I have done a bit of Clone Wars action. So not too bad, mate. What about you?
1: not too shabby, and I, I totally get that, dude. I, I sort of tried the same thing when Season 7 came out. I was like, I, can't, I just can't do it. I just could not get through Clone Wars again. It's not because not it's bad. It's just that it's a hell of a lot of watching. Um, So I kind of uh, cheated a little bit, you know, watched all the Ahsoka ones, and then just really kind of dove into Season 7. Um, Although I did read Son of Dathomir, you know. Is it Son of Dathomir, the one that... Um, I'll not spoil it, but it's one that kind of follows on from, you know, the storyline where Palps beats Savage Press and uh, Darth Maul's asses back down. Mm-hmm. He uh, he trips out, doesn't he? And he, he gives him a little bit of a whooping. Doesn't even break a sweat. It follows that up because chronologically, that's just before season seven. So it's quite a nice little thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Which cool. is quite nifty. Um, kind of bridges the gap. But no, this week, dude, I finished um, Fallen Order for the first time. I never got all the way through it. I always liked the game and kind of always got halfway through it. Um but I finally finished it which was good. Sadly on the Xbox One S. So it looked like a PlayStation 2. Um got it. Got it. Although I did download it then for the PS5 with EA Play. For, I got 7, 79p EA Play I was like EA Play. It's in the Dude. bank. So I got that. 79p. Downloaded <laughs> yes. it.
0: Dude, the graphics are just far better.
1: Well, it's more the they? frame
0: rate mate. The frame rate's just solid on the new consoles, right? Cuz it still maxes out at like 1440p whatever. Uh, tech mm. number you want to put on it. So yeah, the graphics are a little bit better, but for me, it's the 60 FPS, dude. It's just, mu- it's a much better experience. Yeah, it is. Uh, but the thing is, I don't think you appreciate how bad the Xbox One S was for
1: <laughs> it, dude. I'm talking like when you got Grease's hair, it look like it's like there are pixels on the hair. Like That's
0: not a lie. Um, the hair though, it was mate. bad, dude. Even on the next gen consoles, the Wookiees, they still look like walking, melting chalk ices. Uh, What's going on? You don't want that. No no, nobody wants that. wants that. But
1: it was good. I enjoyed the storyline though, like totally setting up the sequel. So I really enjoyed that. That's what I got through uh, this week in the old Star Wars verse. And I didn't expect the old big surprise cameo at the end, the unbeatable. Um, so that was, that was quite nice. Um, what are you looking like that for? You know who I'm talking about. He knows. He knows. He knows. Could have <laughs> to say it. They know I'm rock and roll through and through. Um, right between the lines. Yeah. <laughs> coming, coming at that from a different angle. So. <laughs> let's get to some news and some views. Right, so we've got... Uh, I don't even want to say it. But I'm going to say, and we do it on YouTube now, so we'll probably get rinsed for this. Um, you know, Doomcock's back.
0: Doomcock. <laughs> that, that just, that sets the tone immediately for what's to come, right? Doomcock's back. Here we go. I'm almost expecting like...
1: You know, they're reinventing Mickey Mouse to so have three ears because Kathleen Kennedy is not happy with the current two ear <laughs> variation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that kind of diatribe that we're dealing with. <laughs> I don't know. It's just crap. But anyway, let me go through it then. Let me go through it. And it got this got this story actually got picked up by the Express in the UK. So totally legit. Um which is basically Doomcot now going back on about the uh the sequel trilogy being remade, like it will not let it drop, like it was going to be world against, uh, sorry, world, what's it called? Worlds, between worlds, you mm-hmm. know, time jumping, reboot, it sort of, and now it's going to get rebooted into a series, a three-season series, using unseen footage of, of of the three OT characters, which, fair enough, that probably exists. Um, you know, there's probably, like, some behind-the-scenes footage of it, but let's be honest, they didn't bloody, they didn't shoot that The I don't think they did this, this footage properly. Um, apparently it's going to it's going to they're going to reboot the sequels in long form format on Disney Plus with one season dedicated to I can't even say it out loud. All right. <laughs> one season dedicated to each movie. Now I've dug into this, guys. All right. I've dug into this. You've so, done your
0: homework, have you?
1: I've done my homework. Yeah. All right. Um the early bird catches the milkman doing things that he shouldn't be doing. Right. So I've had a quick look into this, okay? So this is the rumor that I've just stated. Remake, sequel trilogy, it's going to be a one-season thing, right? And then, apparently, this is a good one. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is open to returning, right? Fair enough. I mean, it's Mark Hamill. He's always going to, first and foremost, going to want to be part of that. But let's be honest, it ain't going to happen in the sequel trilogy, right? So that's that one, right? Then the next part of it, this is just unbelievable, right? So this is the fact that there's now a divide between Favreau and Kennedy and that Favreau is one of us, right? So this is something that came from a quote on We Got This Covered, right? And there's a really good, interesting point that's been made uh, in, 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 in regard to this, which is that um, Jason Ward from Making Star Wars, um, who, according to We Got This Covered, this is not me, do me, this is them, that's him saying it. Apparently, Jason's much more reputable, all right? So, <laughs> this Jason Ward from uh, from Making Star Wars has basically said, look, that's a little bit ridiculous because um, it's completely, completely against everything that a multi-billion dollar corporation would do when the sequel trilogy continues to make money. And what do they expect to happen? Like they reckon that Favreau's doing this because he's one of us and he's just going to sneak it through. (laughs) Like (laughs) like, You can imagine Kennedy like, what am I signing? Don't look at that. Don't look at what you're signing. There's no need to look at these edits or the dailies. Don't do any of that. There's no need. Look at that. There's three years on Mickey Mouse. Go sign that off, (laughs) Kathleen. Right? Oh God. Dude, what is going on with this? What it if, feels like someone's just stoking the fire because they want the fans to be in, up, up in arms about something.
0: Look at him! do want you start it with him, oh. <laughs> Mr. Toad. Dude, I just can't get my head around just the. You know what's going to happen. Later on in the year, there'll be an announcement. There'll be a. There'll be a shareholder call that they do. Coming twenty twenty two, the sequel trilogy reimagined, official. Disney Plus job. You know, we're going to slate it now, but of course that won't happen. But dude, I mean, I just can't, I cannot get my head around why, why people start this crap. And second of all, who who are the people that are listening to it and running with it? That's what I want to know. It's like, all right, fine. You're not happy about some of the stuff in the sequel trilogy. Cool, cool. We all get that. We all feel the similar way. We're all family, right? Star Wars. It's good. I like it. But then Like some fan stuff starts kicking off. People don't like it. And then forevermore, we're going to have people like, oh, by the way, yeah, they've listened to us, the fans, and they know that we don't like it. So they're doing something about it. Yeah. Disney Plus, it's coming. Who? I I don't even know what to say, mate. I mean, it's we've covered rumours and some nonsense before on this show. But this one, I think, takes the taco for like the, the best. I mean, for comedy value, keep them coming you know, for that side of things. It's like, yeah, keep it coming. But in all seriousness, I just cannot... And like you said, they're just trying to sneak it through. It's like, yeah, git commit, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do another one quickly. Hide it within that. Don't worry, just approve it. Git merge. We're on to a win. I'm like, who who thinks that that's how it works over at Lucasfilm and, and Disneyman? It's, it's crazy. Nuts.
1: Well, the funny thing about it is it's... It, it, it's you. Know, I, I mean, I can, I get why they do it, you know, because look, dude, we are now YouTube stars. We've got a YouTube live stream, man. Like, <laughs> you know, it's difficult to cope with the fame and the pressure that comes with it. But more than that, it's difficult to keep up with a constant desire and need to get people watching your videos. So, you know, I am completely up for making some stuff up. Um... do you know what i mean like what can we make let's just make some stuff up now like jar jar binks returns in unseen mandalorian cameo do you know what i mean like
0: yeah yeah. it's made up it's fairly made up yeah do some clickbaity stuff let's um yeah yeah actually no it's it jar jar binks is back but what we didn't know all along is he had a kind of similar vibe to palpatine he was really a sith gungan so when he comes back in whatever new thing let's say (laughs) disney plus because that's the thing at the minute it's going to be like Sith Jar Jar. And it's, he's the one that really... He's the one that brought Sidious back so that Sidious could clone Snoke and all that lot. That's the play, clearly. No?
1: Yeah, exactly. And you're going to kill me on the idea. I forgot to press my mute button when I coughed. Um, the, <laughs> the fun thing with this is... Uh, you can just leave that in. Um, Professional. I, th- I think I've just got a little... I think it's a notification. It's not a notification. It's actually someone up on the road, waving a banner. Apparently, Julie Andrews is not very happy with how Mary Poppins turned out, right? So, what they're doing, taking it over to Disney+, Plus, rebooting it. 12-issue miniseries coming out, recasting Dick Van Dyke role. Bert, nah, <laughs> not, he's not going to sing and dance anymore. He's an assassin. Former SAS. <laughs> Alright? He's on the roost
0: for a different reason. <laughs> Machine gun in the umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. And our Mary Poppins... <laughs> Let me get this straight also what? to clarify what you're saying. Is Doomcock saying that, his source is saying, that they're going to do a series dedicated to one of the sequel films or is it just a season that's going to span all three films?
1: No, this is where it's complete hilarity. So get the in brain in, all right? <laughs> You spent a fortune on these films, and they made you a pile of money, and the fans still aren't happy, right? You're not Zack Snyder. You're not going to back down. And true enough, the films were pretty ropey, you know, especially The Rise of Skywalker in particular. But you don't have any of that Zack Snyder-esque about you. You don't have a better film in the can. So what do you do? To answer your question, guys, you put probably 30, 40, 50, 100 million per season into three seasons to remake them a season at a time with each season focusing on one of the three films. And also, you try and get your foot in your mouth and chew off your shoe because that's about (laughs) as likely as this happening. And it's, I don't know. I mean, we could completely be wrong. Like, imagine that, but I don't think we are, mate.
0: I see, I see. Now, if it was all three films being retold across one season, then we're onto that. No, I'm joking. The, the whole thing's just ridiculous. It's just, yeah, dude. It's just one of those real cool comedy things. So I, I don't worry about characters like Doomcock. You know, so he's been in, he's seen. You know, you know, all, he, he's he knows the vibe. Yeah, he knows the clickbait game inside and out. Right. So I'm not worried about characters like Doomcock. He's playing the game. Fair play. He's getting his clicks. You know, whatever. I worry about the fans that believe it. That's that's the worrying thing. When you get this wave that just builds and builds, and then before you know it, Kathleen Kennedy's like, "What's going on with this series?" It's like, "No, Kathleen, we're not really making it. That that that's just a thing that's going on on the internet." She's like, "Oh, because I I've read somewhere we were, but no worries."
1: Yeah, and she's just signing stuff. It's like Trump just <laughs> signing executive <laughs> orders. China, <laughs> China. <laughs> China, you know what I mean? Just going through with them. And all Kathleen is just like, we're making a lot of bloody do- Donald Duck sequels here. What is going on with that <laughs> duck? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Favreau's like, this is not Iron Man fault. Yeah, DuckTales is coming back. Live action, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> it's fascinating. Well, do you know what? So another thing that's interesting, right? So this digs a bit deeper on the, uh, I think it's either we got this covered or the Express one, right? So it digs a bit deeper and says that you know there will be more stuff coming out about these internal conflicts. So apparently, one of the things we can talk about next week is they didn't want Luke, uh, Kathleen Kennedy didn't want Luke in the in the in the in the Mandalorian season two finale. Again, how did it slip through? Right. So they're looking to abandon all of these storylines with B. By Baby Yoda and and, and Luke, and uh, just basically undo all of that stuff. And apparently, all of this stuff will come down to. This internal fracture between Favreau and Kathleen Kennedy, like everyone loves a everyone loves a conflict, all right. And this report then goes on to say, yeah, but the, it's it's not just Star Wars; it's the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So now you're like, well, wait a second. Let's take eighteen films. What is an outstanding TV show that's blowing the doors off Disney Plus and Star Wars? Yeah, let's put it all in jeopardy. Let's just put it all in. Ch- what do people think happens, man? Mm. The dollar-dollar bills make the rules.
0: Everyone knows that. And exactly. they're still coming in. Yeah. Yep. They're coming in with a sword of Damocles over, over hanging over their head. All Who's right in charge right, here? Me. Get a new rule book. Gotta so, go out there and put a smile on now, haven't I? Ruined it. Ruined it. <laughs> 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 that is Kathleen Kennedy now having to tell all, right. all of the staff at Lucasfilm... And Disney that they're not making the sequel remakes, brilliant.
1: Well, Kathleen, I was in the meeting. Well, if you're in the meeting, then you should adhere to meeting
0: rules. Because the regime don't like it, man. Come on, Nelson. And that's the crux of it. That is the crux. He can't of it. hear. <laughs> he can't understand you. Oh
1: my word! Right, oh, enough God. of the office. That just—that's just mental, man. And that, it, you know. <laughs> someone's looking at Got going, I had to let him go in the end. You know, he was, he was rubbish. Anyway, let's move on to some more fun news that's actually happening. Right, Hasbro. Um, all right, bro. I knew something would come in with that. I was, I was thinking, I was trying to think of another one. I was like, yeah, bro, George Michael's yes. next release and then it yeah. just went. So, Hasbro, they make toys, as you well know, and uh, we've all been there, Transformers and such like. Obviously, they made some Star Wars merch. So, um, Lucasfilm 50th Anniversary Products, they're coming up, and Hasbro Pulse has put out some pretty badass figures, spanning, actually, the range of, uh, of the Star Wars movies. So we've got everything from a B-1 battle droid uh, from Episode 1 in some of the like the old-school, remember, like 1999, 2000, 2001-style packaging that they did. Um, they've got some of those with Mace Windu, B-1 battle droid, a uh, Qui-Gon Jinn that looks like someone let the face set just enough to hit it in the face and spread it out a bit and then just <laughs> blow dry it. That's a bit weird. Um, but then the Jar Jar Binks one's pretty cool. So then there's a, there's a few of these. And what they've done is they've, they've gone through, through the movies, Return of the Jedi. Um, and you've got your Clone Wars uh, through the Vintage Collection and, and some of the Black Series stuff. Which I know we'll break it down a little bit more in a second. But what they've done, which is quite cool, is they've kind of replicated some of the packaging from the eras that the movies have come out. Um, so it's a quite, quite a nice little celebration of, of Lucasfilm's 50 years. Um, there's some quite nice little things in there. There's a very dis- big distinction between um, the vintage collection, Clone Wars stuff, um, the Black Edition stuff, and of course, like the Battle Droid and the Return of the Jedi stuff. So it, it's like they've kind of gone through and, and, and remoulded you know, the, the relevant eras, which I think is quite nice. Um, so we'll stick a link in the show notes, of course. So that you can click through and, and see these. Um, but any of these caught your eye, dude, what do, you, what do you make of it? And also, what's going on with Kenobi's cloak colour? Just let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, it's like he's been dropped in a vat of Jaffa cakes. Um, yeah, it looks like like the, the filling you get in Jaffa cakes, right? That's exactly what he looks like. Yeah, with a head on it. No question. The, the head sculpt's pretty good. Not going to lie, not hating that. But yeah, the cloaks, uh, yeah, don't know. Uh, But these old Kenner ones, I know they've got the 50th anniversary uh, 50 Lucasfilm badge on them, but they still look pretty cool. Like the Greedo one looks cool. And uh, our little Jawa friend. But one thing I did like the look of was the the Windu character. Uh, I think that's probably in terms of... uh, What are these? The, The three and something quarter inch figures or is it the six inch i can't quite see um uh, but
1: three other uh, vintage ones are the 3.75 that's the it. ones
0: yeah um but for a figure that's that small the face sculpt is is really good like normally when figures are that small you take a bit of a hit on the likeness and you just go for the overall like head to toe thing but uh, even Qui-Gon's not too bad he does it like he's had a couple of shots to the face but uh but Mace Windu man he's looking good i like Windu
1: yeah, Window looks good. He's he's actually the most realistic one out, apart from Jaja Binks, who's clearly not realistic, and the B one battle droid that seem really nicely sculpted. Um, yeah, everything about Window looks actually pretty much on point, doesn't it? Um, and the, the the Carrie Fisher one's a little bit weird. Like that's sort of there, um, but it's just it's just not quite, is
0: it? Yeah, it's almost. It's almost same there. with
1: the Kenobi. Actually, it's like the chin's just not quite there. You know, we'll stick a link in the podcast show notes. But it's just yeah. But I, I see. I know what you're saying, dude. You know, for less than four inch.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's all good. Um, the only thing I would say is the um, where are you? where's our little friend? Uh, have you heard of the Ewok, Paplu before? Uh, no. No, 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 that might be a good one. I could see that one popping up on some people's radars because I don't think he's been, I don't think he's had much in a way of he or she, they, I don't think they've had much love in the toy, in the toy department. Obviously we've seen toys of Wicket and some other little Ewoks, but mm. I could be wrong, but I've not heard of Paplu before. So that might be a good one.
1: No, I've not either. Yeah. Mm. Would you keep these in the packet or would you, would you
0: kind of remove the packaging of these ones? What What's your take on that? Mm, I would probably keep the the ones that come in the episode one cards. I'd probably mm. keep those in the packet. Keep those carded. But the Return of the Jedi ones, they don't really scream uh, authentic classic enough. So it, or even though the design is in the, the retro style and all that stuff, because they slap that big 50th Lucasfilm badge on it. It kind of just dilutes the um, the yeah, there's probably just no need to keep them in that package. Just unbox them once. Enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah, amen
1: to that, dude. Amen to that. It's uh, it's always nice to see these things revisited because I think it gives people a chance that have never seen them or, you know, I think the Return of the Jedi Ewoks and Palpatine I had when I was a kid, you know, the old Kenner ones. I remember the the, the kind of moulds of him, Palpatine in particular, like the it was the, the articulation was in the, the, the entire robe moved with his arm. Um, so I think for people that have never experienced it, it's quite nice to do it and, and, and to, to, to get that nostalgia in there as well. You, you've got something on your face, like you're remembering something. Yeah. What's going on there? What oh, are you remembering?
0: Those old Kenner toys, man. Oh. <laughs> it really was just like the, oh, some of my best fondest memories of being a kid. Is uh, Yeah, there was a shop down the road from us and... Uh, I used to go in there with my mum. And for whatever reason, they sold toy figures. I don't know why. It was just, just news agents, I think. Uh, every couple of weeks, I'd be like, oh, mom, I really want that one. So I remember my mum just getting me loads of different Star Wars figures, bless her. Even though she probably couldn't afford it, she was like, yeah, go on in." You know, it was one of those. How can I resist that face? Which I still get today. But it was just, wow. you know, lovely, lovely memories of those old Kenner toys. You can't beat it, mate.
1: Yeah, that is awesome, man. That's, that's, that's the, the total beauty of this sort of thing. And I think that's why Star Wars is so enduring, that you can keep revisiting everything. Every release of the movies, you know, you, you get you get to see a new thing. You get to revisit all that feeling and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that, that's the beauty of Star Wars, man. I totally get that. Um, speaking of the originals, you know, they're always done with the Skywalkers, aren't they? And then Luke shows up in the Mandalorian, and they're always done with them, but yet they show up in something else. And it's like the, start of the Skywalkers will continue to be the biggest draw around Star Wars. It is completely inevitable. So, despite being done with them, StarWars.com, which continues to be on, on form with its how it releases its, its news and its uh, its content, has released something that I've actually pre-ordered, Skywalker, A Family at War, a new Star Wars biography, which is quite interesting. And uh, it's by the author Kristen Beaver, Bava, and... The artwork throughout is by someone who is, is local to us, actually. He's in Leeds. Uh, he's a really solid artist. I've got a couple of his pieces up. Um, a guy called Matt Ferguson, who's gone on... I think he's from, like, the old design days when you and I were on design Twitter, like, back in the web days. Um, and he, he, he's gone on to do, like, DC comic stuff. He did a lot of Infinity War and Endgame stuff. He does a lot of stuff with Disney and, and Marvel. And uh, he's done the cover and the artwork for this. So this book looks quite interesting. It's written from the perspective of of being a biography. Um, you know, it, it discusses the three generations, the legacy, um, the the kind of the, the 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 kind of toil between the light side and the dark side. And this is treated like a biography, which looks quite fascinating. So I've pre-ordered this dude. It's um it's got a very classic feel to it in terms of the artwork on the front. I, I don't know what it will be like, but it does dig into Biological information on Chewie Skywalker goes right from before the prequel trilogy right up to we we assume later in the sequel trilogy. So actually, quite a weird and fascinating thing to put out, man. You know what? You know something a bit out of the left field, isn't it? This one. So, um, any interest in this? That the, the biography of the Skywalker clan, or as Sean Connery would say, Skywalker clan. Skywalker clan. Highlander. Aren't you Spanish, Sean Connery? In this film, <laughs> yes.
0: I think you mean adversary old boy. Dude, I've pre-ordered this, man. No lie. Oh, here he is. Same as you. Two reasons why. First of all, you can I really like the fact that they're digging into a real um a, a timeline that digs into the real uh, important events that happen across the entire Skywalker thing. So they've gone to obviously the films, but they've gone and looked at a bunch of comic book stories and other books and everything. And they're just building up this real big picture, which is really cool. Because like you said, the Skywalkers, they'll always be a uh, an important part of every, everything. And the other thing is uh, is the cover, man. I would happily have this as like a massive A1 poster up on the wall. Totally, man. Like Matt Ferguson's artwork, is it's got just that perfect mix of being retro but also having a kind of modern uh, feel to it with the composition and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like a cross between one of those really old, cool um, sort of a sheets or, you know, one sheets from the old cinema days when the the original trilogy first came out, but it's got the way the composition's made up. It's got a bit of a modern twist. So for those two reasons, man, I am in. I can't wait for it. When is it? Um, April. I think it's April. Yeah, yeah. It's coming out in
1: April. They normally, they normally land a little earlier, don't they? Um, when you, when you get them through Amazon or whatever, they normally land a little earlier. Um, so yeah, yeah, I I agree, man. I think that everything about that artwork looks fantastic. It's it's almost like retro in HD, you know, that's the, Mm -hmm. the, the kind of simplistic way of looking at, but I see what you mean about the composition with the ships and everything. Um, that doesn't feel very 1977, does it? It's very, uh, do you know what? It feels a little bit like, um, you know, like when the Mondo prints, so like when, when like you get like a Raid 71 or you get like even Matt Ferguson or someone like that that does a Mondo print of something out of pop culture, it's got that kind of vibe to it. Um, and when like Ollie Moss used to do all his, you know, his Dark Knight stuff, um, it's ju- it is just really nice, isn't it? What do you think the size of this is going to be? I don't know if it, is it a big hardback, do you think? Um, I can't see anything on it.
0: Yeah, I don't think we know at the moment what the format is, but... Uh, it strikes me as the kind of book that will be the same as the Thrawn books. I get that oh, feeling. Oh, okay, yeah, fair play. Yeah. yeah, Because I don't think it's going to be a huge in-depth book. So it's probably going to be, what, don't know, a couple of hundred pages, 300 pages. Roughly yeah. tops. Good for the collection, man. Yeah. Really good for the
1: collection. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to that. Right. <laughs> They're back again. The Skywalkers. Guess who's back with a brand new rep? Darth Vader. He's back again. But before we get to this, (laughs) do remember, Patreon. Hit us up on Patreon if you want some stickers. Gaz is designing some new ones. Um, You can stick them on your laptops. I actually took one off a laptop earlier. Um, Can confirm it comes off really, really nicely. And I know we're going to get to doing (laughs) some bonus content as well when we reach a certain threshold. So do join us on patreon.com slash rebellion, And Vader's back. He's... uh, He's been a bit of a bugger lugs, you know, throughout throughout his, his tenure as Lord of the Sith. And uh, we saw him in Rogue, Rogue One. He was kicking ass, taking names. But apparently, we didn't see all of him in Rogue One. Apparently, there's a deleted scene that's doing the rounds. I don't know if we'll ever see it. Uh, but over on Twitter, um, a chap called Hal Hickle, which is a badass name. Uh, Hinkle, Hickle. Uh, all right, wait a minute. It's Hickle on his Twitter, and they've written Hinkle. Uh, so Games Raid, I sort that out. They've uh, they've been talking with the fans, this chap, and he's basically said, look, here's a deleted scene from Rogue One. No one ever saw it. It's Vader in front of what looks to be a thermal readout of a planet. Um, and and the, he also confirmed this Hal uh, Hickel that there was a deleted scene between um, Tarkin and Vader that was filmed. Obviously, Tarkin was CGI-faced in, in that movie. And there's, you know, potentially you can just see in this image that we'll put in the show notes, of course, you can see... Uh, someone off off camera, just about off camera, that may or may not be talking. So, I mean, I can kind of see why this sort of thing would would be cut. You know, it looks like maybe Darth Vader surveying, you know, maybe a readout on a ship or even on the Death Star as it approaches somewhere like Scarif. Um, I don't think it's a, I don't think that the, the, the heat on the screen is meant to show fire. I think it's supposed to be just, it's a thermal readout of something. So I'm not this could be scary if it could be something else, which you know we know. for as a fairly hot planet. Um, I can see kind of why it wasn't in the movie. It doesn't look like it adds that much, but nonetheless, it's still pretty cool to see Vader in such a um, such a kind of dominating role. You know, such a you know such a a role that we don't. When we think of him in context of the New Hope, we don't really see him. We still see him as Tarkin's little pet, which we know that actually was retconned a little bit. It wasn't supposed to be that way. It was it was just how it was constructed at the time. Um, so quite nice to see a little bit of these retcons going on. You know, the, the puppet master, the, the, the man behind the screen sort of thing. So quite a nice image, dude, but I don't see as it really adds too much
0: to the Rogue One narrative. No, I think you're right. I think it's a, it's a very cool thing to see. And um, yeah, yeah. There's probably a very good reason why it was deleted, because it probably just doesn't push the story along enough. You know that you would warrant, you know, cutting. You'd, you'd probably have to cut something else out to put this in, and is that worth it? Because Rogue One's a cracking film. Let's not beat around the bush. It's a very, very good spin-off. Well, I'm going to say it's the only spin-off. But it's not we've got Solo, haven't we? But you know, in terms of the spin-off world. Um, it was done extremely well and also if you start including vader more if you start giving him more screen time it it might have diluted that end sequence a little bit Mm -hmm. if you know what i mean because that has such a massive impact when he turns up because he's already in it earlier on where um krennic goes to see him on mustafa you remember that scene i'm sure it's mustafa and um you know, have that conversation, it's all very frosty, it's all very good, but then you don't see him again, do you, until the end when he turns up and just slaughters everybody. So I think the more screen time you give him, the more less of an impact that stuff would make, because you'd be like, oh yeah, Vader's back again, we've seen him like, you know, plenty of times. But it is cool in a way that, I mean, this will probably turn up in a book or a comic somewhere, but it, it is cool that they at least considered that there needed to be additional conversations happening between Vader and either one of these Imperial officers or Tarkin, take your pick. But it's very cool that they were thinking along those lines is that, you know, we're not, we're not just storyboarding these two parts of the film with Vader in it. He actually had more stuff to do, but just didn't move the plot along. So I love this stuff, man. And it will probably put, it will turn up somewhere, like in a video game, there'll be a scene, cut scene between like Vader and Tarkin talk about something or a comic. So it's badass, dude. It's just... One of those times where you think, yeah, it's probably warranted removing it from the film, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree, dude. And it's uh, it's fascinating how like Vader's grown into this character that, that that requires the fleshing out. I know there's a lot of EU stuff around that, but like in the new canon, obviously, it's it's still kind of open for interpretation. It's such early days with that. Um, even still, you know, we're only what six, seven years into it, maybe a little bit less. Um, that you, you, you've you got the opportunity to kind of do a lot of this stuff, and, and, and I think that's what fascinates me about all this crap with Doomcock as well, the idea that, like, why revisit all that stuff when there's 30 years in the middle? You know, Vader, there's 20 years, 19 years in the middle that we can do so much more with, like, let, let you know, as, as Kylo Ren says, let the past die, you know, just let the sequels be the sequels, and we'll fill the gaps in, and you know, very often content makes the, the the content that preceded it, although chronologically, you know, it came afterwards. Um, anything in that gap can theoretically make those movies better as you watch them as one chapter. We talk about that fairly frequently. Um, so yeah, fascinating to see this sort of sort of stuff. Definitely, definitely now. Let's move on to the future of Star Wars gaming. So we know that uh, EA lost the exclusivity for making Star Wars games, um, and yeah, Gaz is up for that. I can see if you're watching on YouTube, Gaz has got some big thumbs up. It's his, it's the thumbs up that's big. It's not his thumbs that are big. They look fairly average size to me, although thicker than average. I think at the knuckle, um, which could be quite challenging uh, in certain areas of life. So okay, now looking good, looking fly, and obviously EA really jumped to, I don't want to say the defensive, but certainly more the reassuring when it came to EA fans, EA fans, it's in the game, because they just came out on the 13th of January and said, look, you know, we love Star Wars, we're committed to making them, and they even, you know, had a little bit of banter about BD1 being the cutest. Um, And obviously after Fallen Order, a little bit of redemption after Battlefront, um, after some of the things that that, that they've done in the past that weren't so hot uh, around the loot crates, and, you know, even some of the games that were underdeveloped. Um, Fallen Order is a strong opportunity for them to keep moving forward, but obviously that exclusivity being gone means that Star Wars is up for grabs insofar as, you know, the fans, you know, where do we put our loyalty, what games do we buy? A little bit like COD, you know, the Treyarch games, the Insomniac games, um, and who is it, Infinity Ward, is it, um that run the other ones? Um, So quite a nice little, you know, diversification of that one, but EA seems to have doubled down, dude. So this week, uh, in the, I think it was the investor call, according to PC Gamer. Uh, CEO of EA, Andrew Wilson, just reiterated the fact that um, just because the the range of studios being involved has been diversified, you shouldn't really read that as us being less interested or not putting out as much Star Wars content. Of course, including. Fallen Order 2. So you're the gamer. You, you you know you you are you are big into the, the the gaming history. You're far more into the gaming side of things than me do. So what do you make of this? Is there any is there any story here, or is it just more of the same? Fair play. Carry on doing what you're doing.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like part of me thinks that this is some kind of damage control. But then I immediately think, well, who are you trying to appeal to in this? Because you're certainly not trying to appeal to fans like you've certainly in terms of gaming star wars gaming as a whole as you know the 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 majority of star wars gaming fans are very much like this is a great decision so don't appeal to us as in like guys don't worry <laughs> we're not we're not going anywhere we're still making star wars games so i don't i'm pretty sure they're not appealing to star wars gaming fans so then it must be well they're appealing to stockholders, a potential, you know, stock. It must be that kind of – it's a it's a monetary thing because anything to do with Star Wars is big bucks, right? We know that. Mm-hmm. So if EA are – if EA, if the words got out to all the shareholders and all that stuff that EA have lost the exclusivity license and then there's going to be these big announcements, these other big studios are making games, the shareholders are like, hmm. It doesn't sound like there's much of a a big, uh, a big um, what's the word, dividends in it for us in the future. So now they're like, don't worry, guys, don't worry. We're still really interested in making the games. We're still doing, you know, the, we still got a great relationship. So I feel like it's not, this isn't so much aimed at the fans because they don't give a crap either way, as, as far as I'm concerned. And pretty much every Star Wars gaming fan I've spoke to, either on Twitter or Reddit, whatever, all of them are the same opinion. It's like this is the much better news than them renewing that license. I can only see this as a, let's just calm the shareholders. Don't worry, you're still going to get a few coins. You know, I don't know about you, mate, that's how I see it.
1: I, I think for a corporation like that, it, it seems reasonable. But I, I, I'm sort of interested in the in the the other angle as well of like it, it sort of. I think when you've got multiple studios, and and this is not just gaming. I think when it's anything, whether it's Del Rey with the books and, and 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 the other people publishing the books, or whether it's the movies and the TV shows, different production teams. And I think it pushes you to be a lot better because you've got to grab your share of the fandom. And you've got to build your fans and you've got to build your advocates and you've got to make sure that you're delivering on it. So I think it's it's quite a nice way of, of, of keeping EA in check and just really being clear on the fact that, do you know what? Like you said, Star Wars is always a multi-billion dollar franchise. You know, we want as many bites of the cherry as we can get. And if EA wants to keep doing it, there's a cherry to be bitten there for you as well. But... We can't keep doing the same stuff that we've been doing. We can't keep that exclusivity. We can't just do one a year, one every two or three years. Um, You know, if you look at the way that COD works, you know, bloody hell, once a year, man, three studios revolving. Sometimes one bails out the other. Sometimes the games aren't great, Black Ops 2. Sometimes they are great, Modern Warfare. You know, you end up with these kind of um, digressions in quality, but the franchise is always very present. It's not like Halo where it's like, oh, God, it's been pushed back. What am I gonna do? It's, there's all you're always very present, and it feels like that's what they want to do with this. And here, just like you said, maybe looking to appease investors, but also say, look, we are still a part of this presence of mind. You know, we're still we're still a games company that that can bring the biggest IP to life in the best quality possible. Um, mm. And it's because <clears throat> they got damaged, didn't they, with the Battlefront Two stuff? Let's be honest.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, they got um, yeah. They got raked over the coals for that. And rightly so. Rightly so. Um, But I feel like there's a bit of a trend happening as well with gaming. And I hope it continues where the problem I have with fans of COD and FIFA, those types of titles where they get, regardless of if it's done well that year, you're always going to get a new one the year after. And my problem with the people who play those games, not every single one, but the majority is, you know, I can't bloody stand this version of FIFA. Oh, God. It's driving me around a bend. It's made poorly. It's buggy. I hate it. I don't like it. Did you pre-order the next one? Yeah. Or why did you do that? Well, because it's going to be a new one, isn't it? And all that sort of stuff. Whereas with Star Wars games, there seems to be a bit of a a trend of people voting with their wallets, which is exactly what we need. So if you're not happy about this bit of DLC or this game, don't just buy it just because it's a Star Wars game. Because if you do that... You're basically saying to these studios and publishers, EA, look, it's okay for you to put out mediocre games or games that have got like littered with loot boxes and stuff. It's cool because we're going to buy it. So you have to vote with your wallet. And, uh, and um, so I, I'm hoping that these other studios as well, like Ubisoft and these other players that are coming into it now, they don't see this as just a money grab opportunity. I hope, hope that they see it as an opportunity to tell some good Star Wars stories. That's the main thing, and we know that's what keeps people coming back with Star Wars, dude. You can put as much action in,
1: as much high quality lightsaber battles, as uh, as much melee as you want, as much um, whether it's vehicular stuff like the, the the Rogue Squadron stuff or whatever it's called, um, squadrons. It always comes down to the story with Star Wars, and it, it really has to be tight. And because there's so much canon, because there's so much love for the canon and the interconnectivity and the. Um, the mythology, you're right. It, it it really has to be story first. And it feels like a lot of the time that, like you said, with the CODs of the world and, and even like Halo, like Halo 4 and, and the worst one, like Gears 5, like you can't, you've got to balance it so much. You can't just say, we'll use the same game mechanics. We'll do the same old repetition, 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 wrap it in a story. You can't do that. Nor can you take a, a good, uh, sorry, an average story or a bad story and wrap it in new mechanics and game technology. It's got there's that balance, isn't there, all the time? And I think that's where you consi- you consistently find the refinement. Um, and the people, the people that do it well, they 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 make the games that turn into the, you know, the games that we talk about for years. Do you know what I mean? The Halo One, the Halo Three, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, a good example of that is in the last few years, in Insomniac Games with their Spider-Man titles. So they had that real good mix of just cracking character development, cracking story. You wrap that up in the amazing graphics and everything, but you give people an incentive to continue the story if they want to. So you, have, you bring out these um, additional DLCs, which aren't things like, oh, here's a loot box open it up, you might get a cool Spider-Man suit, you might not. It's actually just all about story, all of those DLCs. I think there was three, maybe four in the end for the first Spider-Man game. And all it does is progress the characters and the story. And But they know that because they've made such a, a great job of the, the actual core campaign, that most people are going to go and buy them because they really want to continue the story. So that's right. a good example of that stuff. So if you can get that kind of mentality behind some Star Wars games just really focus on the characters and the story and building that, especially with the big open world ones like this Ubisoft one, uh, that agreement, that one more than anything because that's got the potential to go either way. That one, you could sink into like Destiny 2 type of stuff or, you know, The Division, all that kind of stuff where you you can get sort of bogged down a little bit with loot and acquiring loot and buying mm. buying stuff for real money. So yeah man it's a bit of a minefield but yeah like you said the halos of the world and stuff you can see where they've tripped up in the past so mm. you just hope that they look at all that which I'm sure they do but you, you know I don't think anybody really wants to put out a bad game but it's just about having people like us steering the ship I think that's the key yeah
1: yeah just like we should have written the original justice league movie we should be making star wars games <laughs> <laughs> and that's my plan for tonight actually is to finish spider-man not finish it i'm probably about 40 percent through it but it is such a good game dude um it is such a such a good game All right, let's stick a pin in it. This is always fun. So we've got plenty more coming up next week. Maybe we'll revisit the Doomcock saga. We've got some fantastic Luke Skywalker 80s love coming up. And we've got Star Wars, the brand, and Disney dealing with some really... Absolute no beds online. Let's be completely honest. So that's going to be interesting to dig into next week. But for this week, this has been pretty sweet. We've enjoyed streaming it to YouTube. Do a search for Sparker Rebellion. If we get to 100 subscribers, maybe we'll get our own URL. But of course, until next time, you can grab the podcast in your podcast app of choice every single Saturday. And uh, join us on Patreon at patreon.com/sparkerbellion for some shiny laptop stickers and other swag coming down the wire um see you next week it's going to be a good one and gaz always a pleasure dude see your bad self next week
0: thank you very much buddy yeah it's been great coming back to youtube for a second week we've made it back again as mark said we want to get our own url so oh, i don't want to do the typical thing smash the like button and all that stuff but you know how it works you know how the game works so uh, yeah we'd love to get some more subs but uh, and also thank you very much to our current patrons love you guys uh, thanks for coming back as always, we're on the socials too Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You just search us over on there. And until next week, take care of yourselves and may the force be with you always.